You're listening to the sermon podcast from Real Life Church Pullman, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Hey, good morning, Real Life family. Thanks for joining us for Church Online today. If you are watching live, go ahead and shout out, give us a comment. Let us know if you're watching live, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, and you may be watching a replay later in the day or even a different night this week or something, and let us know if you're watching a replay Uh, It's just kind of fun to see when people are plugged in and watching church. Either way, we're just super glad that you're with us. Uh, We meet in person in Pullman, Washington and Colfax, Washington, kind of serve the greater Whitman County area around Pullman. And then we also serve and connect with a lot of you online in our area and beyond. So thanks for being a part of our church family. I've got a couple quick announcements to go over with you before we jump into the message this morning. The first announcement is uh, last week I sent out uh, an important all-church kind of family update, kind of State of the Union for Real Life Church, and that was uh, sent out via email. And so I just wanted to make sure and let folks know, if you did not get that email and you would like to, please let us know. You can do that by just mentioning, hey, I'd like to get the email in the comments if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, You can also just email me directly and let us know, and we'll make sure we get that sent out to you. So that's that. Um, I also wanted to let you know about a really important night we've got coming up. We've got a worship night planned for Thursday night, September 3rd. It is going to be a ton of fun. We are super excited to gather together and worship. We're going to be in Daggy Hall, which is where we meet for our Sunday services. We've got tons of room there. A lot of space to spread out properly, uh, you know, follow the guidelines. Of course, we'll be wearing masks and all that good stuff. And so I just want to say for those of you that are missing community, you're missing um, worshiping together, you're missing being in a room full of people that are praising Jesus, uh, don't miss Thursday night, September 3rd. Um, many of you are maybe remote where you can't come watch it or you've got health concerns where it just isn't smart for you to be there. And so for those that aren't going to be able to make it in person, I also want to let you know we are going to live stream that event. And so you'll be able to watch it live, not pre-recorded, like full on live stream uh, as if you were there. Um, and so the other cool thing about doing live stream is those of you that are coming to the event, it gives you the option of inviting your friends and family Uh, maybe far away to watch. And so it's sort of like, hey, I'm going to be there in person, but you could jump online and watch the same thing where I am. And we could sort of virtually go to that event together. So we'll be putting everything out about that on social media over the next week and and making it easy for you to spread the word and invite uh, folks to come September 3rd. So that's that. The last thing I want to tell you about is that we have uh, something special kind of planned for Labor Day weekend. Um, it's coming up the first weekend in September, and we're in this series on Sabbath and learning to rest and why it's important to cease and take a break. And so we're going to finish this series through the month of August. We're going to cap this series off with that worship night on September 3rd, celebrate and worship how uh, God has been with us through all of these things Here's some great testimonies. And then Labor Day weekend, we are actually going to uh, just take a break as a church. We're not going to do any service online or in person that Sunday, uh, September 6th, over the Labor Day weekend. Our team and so many of our amazing faithful volunteers have just been working their tails off 
uh, doing over and above what their jobs were before COVID. And so for our staff, for our volunteers, and I know many of you have been in the same boat in your personal lives, it's, uh, it's been quite an adjustment these last few months. And so we're letting you know ahead of time so that you can be intentional about planning uh, a time of rest that weekend. Like, don't let this long weekend go by coming up over Labor Day weekend. Don't let that long weekend go by and and go, I should have done something, right? Like plan ahead, uh, whether it's time off just personally, um, whether it's time with a spouse or your kids doing something, but but play, rest, refresh, you know, recreate, do um, do stuff that is going to honor the Sabbath and, uh, and refresh you. I know I'm really looking forward to it, having that weekend off. It's not often as a pastor that you get a, a Sunday off. And so I'm going to take full advantage of it. And I'm going to be in the mountains hiking with some of my kids, backpacking into some remote lakes and really looking forward to walking and talking together and sitting around a campfire and uh, just, you know, enjoying God's creation and making memories together. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. So all of that to say, we're talking about rest, right? We're in this series where we're speaking about Sabbath and we're learning about Sabbath. And today, the question that we're going to tackle is why does God prescribe rest? Why does God prescribe rest? Now, for some of you, that's really obvious. Like, you know what it's like to live without sleep. And um, it, it affects me a lot more now than it used to when I was younger. Back in my younger days, uh, doing youth ministry in particular, I could go and go and go and go. And I, it was easy for me to, to stay up late. Um, in fact, back in the youth ministry days, we used to do these all-nighters. Uh, it was a crazy thing uh, that some smart person invented called a lock-in. And we would do these lock-ins where we would have hundreds of middle school students, corral them all inside one of the church buildings, and then I would try and find a few crazy adults to stay up all night with me to entertain these kids, play games, have fun, keep them safe, and not sleep, right? And, and it was insane. Like It was so much fun, but it was exhausting. And it was always crazy that it felt like it took a week or two to actually fully recover even though I only lost like one night of sleep, right? My record uh, for going without sleep, which is, uh, it seemed really awesome at the time. I was pretty proud of myself, but in hindsight now I was like, it, it goes into my young and dumb category. One time I actually left Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and I drove from Coeur d'Alene all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, nonstop, other than fuel, uh, and it took 36 hours, and I did not sleep for 36 hours straight. I would not suggest repeating that. So just for fun, shout out to us in the comments. Like, what was your longest time you've ever gone without sleeping? And I think all of us know that it, it doesn't take very long before we start to feel the effects of sleep deprivation, right? It, it, starts, to, it starts to take its toll on us. In fact, research shows that after 24 hours without sleep, your brain function decreases uh, significantly. It says that it's really equivalent to having a blood alcohol content of 0.10. And just as a point of reference, um, you're only allowed to go to 0.08 uh, with actual alcohol, blood alcohol content before it's uh, illegal to drive and you can get uh, a ticket. And so 
just 24 hours of sleep puts you in a position where your brain and your body starts to function as if you're like legally drunk, right? Um, You start to experience drowsiness and impaired judgment, uh, reduced coordination, your short-term memory loss starts getting a little bit wacky, your stress hormones increase, and it's sort of obvious, right? Like needless to say, none of this stuff is good for you short-term and and what a lot of people don't realize is the long-term effects of uh, habitually not getting enough rest, not having enough sleep can do some major damage, right? Like there's high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, obesity, anxiety, depression, like all this is a result of like long-term not getting enough rest. So needless to say, giving your body adequate time to rest is vital. It's a big deal. And, and beyond not getting just enough sleep, you know, day by day, there are other ways where we just don't rest enough. We don't rest well. And I think all of us know this, but it's, it's one of those things that it's important that we are reminded about it and we hear it again because it, we know it, but it easily sort of slips away from us. The, The truth is we're not designed to just go, 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 right? Like oftentimes our lives get so jam packed, so full, our schedules are just go from one thing to another, to another. And then We've got all of this crazy technology where we've got computers going all the time and we've got phones going all the time. And when and we're not seeing something on a phone or a computer or watching something on a screen, we've got, uh, you know, ear pods plugged in and we've got music or something or a podcast. We've got stuff going in our ears like we just get jam packed with activity and noise. And, and there's just this overwhelming constant flurry of activity and stuff and and we've got to understand that that goes against the very way we were designed we're not made to go 24 7 and i think we know that but it's important to hear it and remember it we're we're not made to go 24 7 in fact the the one who could go 24 7 who didn't need to rest was god and and god in the very beginning sets this great example for us that, that he works for six days and then he rests. It's an example that he sets uh, for us to follow for our benefit, right? You see, Sabbath is an issue of rhythm and there's this cadence or rhythm that God really designed um, our lives to follow. And when we do it, we're, we're healthier, we're happier, our brains function better, our relational abilities are better, and they increase. It's better for our long-term health, right? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Israelites coming out of Egypt, and for generations, they lived as slaves under the Egyptian rule. And, and in that uh, world, they lived and were subject to a 10-day work week. Their, their whole world was built around this long, strenuous 10-day work week. And then God rescues them. He brings them out into the wilderness, into the desert, and he's starting this plan with them, like we've talked about, about, about reacquainting them with who he really is and that he's a trustworthy God and that they can depend on him and, and he can meet their needs. And and he's helping them learn, right, that they can trust him. And one of the things God does very early on in their time in the desert is he introduces them 
to this different rhythm, this new way of doing life. And he tells Moses to go out and and kind of spell out this new plan for the people that we're not going to live by that ridiculous, relentless pace that you experienced in Egypt. We're not going to be in this, this forever working 10 days straight thing. So he tells Moses that he's got a new plan for him. And the new plan is that, that for six days, they're going to work and then they're going to take a day off. And you got to understand for the Israelites coming out of Egypt, this was revolutionary. This was like unheard of generations of not knowing anything but go, 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 produce, 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 work, work, work. And, and for God to come in and say, hey, we're gonna, I'm going to introduce a new rhythm. And, and God was really calling them back to what he had modeled in creation. He was calling them back to the way that he had established from the very beginning of time, this new rhythm the the way that he always designed it of six on and one off, right? And then after introducing them to this model, he gives them some commandments to live by. And and the commandments were designed to to help them know who he is and how to follow him and to how to to relate and honor and love each other well. Right? And in the middle of these commandments was this special commandment, the one that we've been looking at, this commandment to honor the Sabbath, to take this special day and set it apart as holy. And it's the only command, it's the only command that calls us to remember an event. No other command has this ingredient, and it, it's a, a a command that's critical because when we don't honor this command, it puts us in this position where we struggle to relate to God and who he is. And then we end up struggling to relate to each other and and we start to feel tired and exhausted and, and sleep deprived and just run ragged and worn down. And just like the effects of no sleep has on our body, living this go, go, go lifestyle starts to have these adverse effects on our ability to know God and follow him and our ability to love each other and honor each other well. And it starts to take its toll on us personally, and it takes its toll on us as a community. And so in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is doing a whole bunch of recapping, really retelling, re um, kind of recapturing the whole wilderness adventure. And in Deuteronomy chapter 5, he's recalling how God gave them these commandments. And I want to look at this commandment that uh, God gives us to rest again. We've looked at it a couple of times, but we haven't looked at this one. And this is Moses reminding the people about this commandment. And so I want to look at it together. It goes like this. Um, Deuteronomy 5 uh, verse 12. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your oxen and donkeys and other livestock and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember, that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with his strong hand and powerful arm. This is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. God commanded us to rest on the Sabbath day. Why? Why? Because, because there was a time, he's telling them, there was a time you couldn't rest. 
It wasn't an option. Your, your life wasn't your own. And you see, Deuteronomy is full of remember stories. Remember how God did this. Re- remember what God told us there. Remember what God said. And, and all of that remembering has a really important purpose. I want us to take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. And, and let's think about what purpose God might have in mind for us when he's recall, you know, uh, guiding us, instructing us to recall and remember these things. Verse eight, or, uh, chapter 8, verse 1 says, Be careful to obey all the commands I'm giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, uh, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. Now, I think a lot of people, when we read this or have heard this passage in the past or a phrase like um, when a parent disciplines their child, we get a picture that sort of comes to mind. Um, And it's a picture of probably a parent spanking a child or putting them on a timeout chair. Um, you know, like there's something about the uh, punishment, you know, that's, it's just and do right. But it's a punishment. And it's not that God doesn't punish or discipline us in those ways. Uh, and isn't necessary, honestly, at times, but, but that's not what God was doing in the desert. That's not what God is, um, having Moses remind the people about. The word for discipline here is called uh, yeser. Uh, try saying that one, yeser. And if you can, uh, like we looked at uh, before, if you can roll your R's, it's yeser or something like that. I can't do it very well. Yeser. And so it means to chasten or uh, discipline, which is sort of like punish, right? That's part of it. But it also means to instruct or train up. And the point that Moses really wants them to remember is that, yes, they were humbled in the desert. Yes, it was a long process learning to depend on God and to trust Him. But, but he wants them to think and to imagine that not that God was punishing them, but that God was training them up. He was training them up in the way He wanted them to live, like He was helping them have discipline, right? To honor and obey these commandments, to stick with them. You have to think about it like, like God was looking at it like a good parent who knows what their kids need and and then helps them learn to obey and trust and, and develop good character. Because, you know, God knew that when they crossed over into the promised land, they were going to experience abundance like they had never experienced before. And, And if they weren't ready for it, it was going to cause all kinds of problems, right? If their character and their relationship with God wasn't mature enough to uh, live in, uh, you know, around and amongst all of this abundance and all of these options, then it was going to be really easy for them to get off track. And the truth is, I think that's a huge problem for a lot of us in the world we live in. 
I think a, a lot of us, myself included, um, sort of grew up in the promised land without really the desert experience, like the, the discipline growing experience. And so God has to bring us through those times later in life. But I think a lot of people grew up in the promised land with this land of abundance. And, and I think a lot of you uh, probably would say that your character and your discipline really weren't ready for the world that you live in, right? You got so many options. You got so many things available to you at your fingertips. You got entertainment on demand. You got food delivered to your door. You got thousands of options to provide for everything you'd ever want online, in person, stores galore, like all of these different options to provide for all of your needs and your wants. And boy, do we ever want, right? Like we want a lot. We want toys and, and we want money in the savings and we want a security and we want cars and clothes and campers and trucks and stuff and, and jewelry and makeovers and trips and travel. Like we want all kinds of stuff and that's just what we want for ourselves. Then we start to want for other people. We start to want for our kids and our spouse and we want for their education and for their future and for their you know, uh, ability to be involved in every little thing that comes their way, right? Like we want and we want and we want. And what does that do? All of that wanting just sends us right back down this cycle of chasing after that 10 day work week, like go, 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 go so that we can acquire all the things we want, right? Like, like it just puts it all back on our plate. Like I've, I've, I've got to work harder. I've got to do more. I've got to make more money, acquire more stuff so that I can get the things I want and have the things my family wants, right? Like, and here we are again, like back out of rhythm, out of this balance that God calls us to with this healthy rhythm of six days of work and one day of rest. Instead, it's like we, we just blink and we're right back in Egypt, just grinding it out, slave to the grind for 10 day work weeks, right? I heard somebody kind of explain this idea of rhythm and balance um, in our, our spiritual walk using the idea of like music and drums. And, and I didn't have a drum handy, but I got this sweet tambourine. And y'all know I've always wanted to play a tambourine. So here's my lucky chance. Um, but I heard somebody explain it that like the go, go, go lifestyle versus a life with sort of balance and rhythm. The go, go, go lifestyle probably sounds a little bit more like this. Like, right? It doesn't really sound very good at all. It sounds obnoxious and annoying and just crazy, right? Like that's sort of what it sounds like. There's no cadence. There's no rhythm to it. But when you introduce rhythm, um, which bear with me, I don't have a lot of it, so I'll do my best. But when you introduce rhythm, it changes things, right? And so all of a sudden, we go from the busy life and the craziness to this more balanced life where there's rhythm and it's like... And it, it starts to sound different. It, there's even some appeal or draw to it. And, and the difference is that there's rest between the beats. There, there needs to be breaks between the beats, between the go, 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 right? Like it's the breaks 
or the rest between the beats that gives the music its soul, right? Like when our lives are just this constant go, go, go full of noise and chaos, it's like God is wanting us to hear, hey, listen, listen up, you dummies, listen up. You need a break, right? You're not created to go like that. It's not and it is not just that you're not created to go like that. Like he's also trying to help us know, like you're not, you don't have to work so hard to try and earn your day off. It's not like you've got to get everything done so that you can have a break. You're not trying to earn your rest. You see, God's plan is actually very different than that. It's actually the complete opposite of that. God wants us to know that that rest is central. To our rhythm. It's central to the way he wants us to live. It's a core ingredient to our life, something that we actually start with and then work out from. Our problem is that we, we jam pack our schedules and then we try to figure out when or how we might be able to squeeze some rest in. And God says, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Just like he did with the Israelites. No, 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 no. Let's go back to the beginning. Follow my lead. Follow my example. Do what I do. Even look at each day of creation begins with it was evening and it was morning, right? Even God created. He started from rest. And I don't know if you've ever even thought about it, but Adam and Eve, their first full day was a day of rest. That's where it started, was start with rest. You see, we're designed to have this rhythm in our lives, one that, that sets rest at the beginning. We're designed to operate from rest, not work hard to earn a break. There's a huge difference. And honoring the Sabbath is a way that God restores us. He refreshes us. It's, it's on the Sabbath that, that I get to be reminded that my life is not uh, go, 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 that I'm not built to just go 24-7, that I need a break, that I need rest. And as God refreshes and restores me, it reminds me that this is the right way. This is the right cadence and rhythm to my life, this six-on, one-off balance that God designed. So as we wrap up this morning, uh, I want to leave you with some questions uh, to think through. Again, when we started this series, you remember I was like, it's less about giving you the perfect prescription for how to do Sabbath and more about helping us dig into God's Word, get to know who God is, and answer some why questions. You know, why would God prescribe rest? Why is God trustworthy? And then dig in personally and start to unpack and learn these things so that we're growing personally in our understanding of the Sabbath. And as we understand God and His plan for us, then our obedience comes from understanding, not just uh, temporary willpower, right? And so these questions are designed to help you dig in to this idea of rest, right? And to help you wrestle with and work through between you and the Lord. Um, How are you doing with this? What do you really know about it? What do you believe about it? And so here's some questions for you. They're going to be up on the screen. If you're watching online, you can take a screenshot when they come up. If you're watching on your phone, you can take a picture. The beauty of technology is you can hit pause and write them down. But I'm going to give you four questions today. And I think this is an area that a lot of people really, really struggle with and don't rest well. And so I want to challenge you 
to really dig in and go through these questions and spend some time on them this week. So here they go. Uh, First one, has there been a time where you kept uh, pushing? uh, Has there been a time when you kept pushing on when you should have rested? What was the outcome? How could it have been different, right? So there's one for you to wrestle through. The next one is this, pause and consider the beat that's driving your life right now. Right? Remember this thing when you think about this question. Is it like a toddler with a tambourine and it just sounds like frantic noise and there's really no rhythm to it at all? What's driving the beat of your life uh, right now? All right, next one is this. What is stopping you? What's keeping you from taking these regular pauses in your life? What, what's, what's the obstacle? What's getting in the way? And then the last one is really sort of a call to action. You know, it's uh, it's a, uh, what can we put into practice? So the last one is this, what is one step that you will take this week to embrace God's rhythm of life, right? What's something you would do, okay? I would love to hear from some of you that are watching church online, uh, whether it's live or a replay. Uh, let us know, like fire off some comments to us, shoot me an email. We'll put that back up on screen again. Um, I would love to know what, like, what is God teaching you through this series? What is God saying to you as you stop and dig into these questions? And then let's dialogue together. I'd love to be able to come alongside you and encourage you. I'd love to be able to pray with you as would uh, everybody on our team. And so we'd love to hear from you. We're going to finish this morning like we do every week with communion. So if you have not had a chance to grab your uh, elements for communion yet, now is your cue. Hit pause, grab your stuff. I'm going to do the same, and then we're going to take communion together before we finish. We're going to finish our time together this morning with communion like we do every week as a church, um, much like we do with Sabbath. It's, a, it's something that God designed for us to do consistently, weekly, to, to go for six days and then pause and remember, um, to rest. And in the same way, we take communion every week to remember what Christ accomplished for us on the cross, to remember that we have forgiveness of sins available to us, that we can have a, a, a great relationship with our Father God, that we can take a day off and rest with Him like you would rest with loved family, right? We remember that, and that's all available because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so we remember this morning that on the night Jesus was betrayed, He took the bread and He broke it and He gave thanks. And he said, this bread represents His body, which was given for us. So as we take the bread, let's remember the body of Christ. And in the same way, he took the cup and said, this cup represents a new covenant. And this covenant was sealed with the blood of Christ. His blood makes forgiveness of sins available to us as we put our faith in him. And so as we drink the cup, let's remember the sacrifice of Christ. Well, let's pray. Father God, we do love you and we are so grateful for Jesus We're so grateful for um, his resolve to just follow through with such a difficult thing. And yet there was so much on the line and he was willing to risk it for us and go through. And because of that, Lord, we can know you personally, um, intimately, um, in a way that's just amazing. Um, Lord, help us to just grow in our comfort of coming before you and talking to you. Help us to grow in our comfort and our relationship with you as we just are obedient and we rest. We put into practice 
these Sabbath breaks that are so important for us, Lord. Just grow our faith. And uh, we just love you. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us at rlcpullman.com and by connecting with us on Facebook. Until next time, have a great week.